Obi, you have uh, you have procured for us a genuine expert in this yeah, subject. Eli is a terrific guy. Um, I think he's on the phone right now. Does he have a last name? Yeah, yeah, Valentin. Yes, Eli is a professor up in I- Iona right now. I've known him over the years working in New York politics, but he also was working the Chicago's mayor's race in 2015 for the congressman when he ran at that point against Manuel. So uh, when Ron was running and got him into the runoff at that point. So uh, Eli, how are you doing? You out there right now? Yes, I am. Great to be with you both. Last time we had this conversation, Frank, we were at a cigar establishment you might be aware of, <laughs> having a few cigars. <laughs> and, and now I owe Eli a couple cigars for staying up this late tonight again, Frank. So yeah, I absolutely, make it up. I'll chip in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. That's great. <laughs> Eli, uh, you've got great experience here. I know you've, you've written quite extensively about uh, the Latino vote uh, in New York. You're writing, uh, if not mistaken, you're working on another book, if not mistaken. And the pieces you've done and history are, are fantastic. We talked about the Dominicans and we talked about the Puerto Rican vote, Mexican vote and so forth. But, you know, today we were talking about Chicago and what happened there and the underperformance, again, of Latino vote. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that and talk about what you see going on in Chicago right now and, and what's going on? It, it impacts Nevada, too, Frank. Some of your listeners out there, the Mexican vote out there uh, in that primary with all the unions doing their work. So, Eli. Yeah, you know, I, I, I find it interesting that what we see in Chicago, we're seeing all over the country. And in fact, um, I, I think since uh, Latinos have uh, have moved from from what was deemed the sleeping giant. Right. Um, and 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 that term has been ha, has been thrown uh, uh, about Latinos for some time. Uh, the fact is that when it comes to to voting participation uh, when it comes to Latinos going to the polls, uh, unfortunately, Latinos have, have fallen short. And, and that is what we are seeing uh, in Chicago. Chuy Garcia, congressman, uh, second time up uh, as a mayoral candidate, uh, was really banking on the Latino vote and uh, the progressive vote, uh, you know, that coalition. To, to bring them to to what he hoped was a runoff, and it just it didn't happen, and I think and part of it is because uh, of a, of a dismal turnout among Latinos, so so it is a factor, and and Obi, as you've said, um, it is something that we're seeing in other parts of the country, including right here in New York. Now, if I'm mistaken too, Eli, when we look at the polling prior to the election day, he was actually in third place at that point. And Lightfoot was the one who fell down quite a bit, but he didn't pick up Lightfoot's vote at all, which doesn't 100 percent surprise me. But it didn't go up. He was flat between the, the polls before the election and Election Day at the end of the day. And there's the, the registered vote in Chicago is what, 28 percent we said today when we're talking. Yeah, uh, they're about 22 percent. Is the, it was the registered vote? Yeah. Okay, and and so he oh, didn't the, even well, get registered vote. He didn't even get near twenty percent at this point. The Latino vote didn't show up, right. and then he didn't broaden that vote at all beyond the Latino vote. Right, and we're talking about uh, people haven't found Congressman Jesus Garcia, who's a Democratic congressman that was running in this mayoral election. So he finished fourth. He's there. elected. He's elected congressman in the, in Chicago, and actually, uh, Eli, you're talking a little bit about the ward he he represents in that area today what the turnout was, and it was, even in his own district, it, the turnout was pretty weak. Yeah, he represent well, he's represented uh, the uh, the 22nd Ward in Chicago, which is uh, 
a, a traditionally Mexican-dominated uh, 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 district, right? Over here, we call them districts. And um, this is his home base. I mean, he represented this ward in the in Chicago City Council. Uh, he represented this ward um, in, in the state Senate when he was a, a state senator. And now, uh, as a congressman, this ward is, is in that district. So, I mean, Chewy is, is the, uh, the hometown the hometown guy, right? He's the, the hombre of the uh, 22nd Ward. And, and what I'm seeing so far is an abysmal turnout in his own backyard. I mean, uh, we're talking about, uh, about uh, tw- uh, 15%, uh, a, a little over 15% of, of Latino voters in his home base uh, that that came out to vote. So when, when you see that, um, and, and you know this very well, uh, working elections over the years, when when your own base uh, does not turn out, that that spells trouble, and that's what we see with with Chewy there. You mentioned a little bit about the excitement, possibly, and the fact that they they didn't believe you could win, so they stayed home, possibly. May have been part of it near yeah. the end. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, you know, the public polls show showed Chewy not, not making the runoff, and and the polls were accurate this time around. Uh, at least here in Chicago, and and yeah, I think that played a factor. I mean, you know, uh, like like anyone else, right? I mean, Latinos love winners, right? But, but and, this... and uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Eli. No, no, yeah, and I I think it did play a factor. I, it, it's not the only factor here, but but I do think that uh, they didn't see. Uh, any chances for him advancing, and I think that deterred a lot of people. Now, but you could say the same about Johnson. He the, the, he came from fourth place to second place. He picked up, with, I guess, the, the black vote is what he really picked up at that point as the mayor fell down, and, and he got that much vote to, to propel himself from fourth place into second place for the runoff. Yeah, I think a few factors played in his favor. One was that uh, uh, contrary to to Chewy, there was no ceiling. I mean, uh, I, I think Brandon had nowhere nowhere to go but up. Um, so I think so. That's one. I think Chewy came in with with a ceiling already. Um, uh, and the the second thing is that I think he benefited. Johnson did benefited from uh, the the increase in in the progressive vote, and and that vote moving away from Chewy. Mm-hmm. So so the progressive vote in the 2015 race against Rahm Emanuel was what really boosted Chewy's chances and, and put him into a runoff. Uh, but we see that progressive base move from Chewy over to Brandon Johnson. And, so I, I think that played a factor. And also, we talked earlier today, too, the Dominican Republic vote and, and, and the island and Puerto Rico, the territory, when they turn out to vote for elections in those islands, you really have what ninety percent turnout? You were saying tremendous turnout among the same type voters that are here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's tremendous. Puerto Rico is at ninety uh, percent. Uh, Dominican Republic is about yeah. It's 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 up there. It's astronomical. Uh, but as we were were saying before the show, uh, uh, we're not quite sure what happens when when Latinos. Uh, register in the United States, um, and they register, but they just don't vote the way they do back in their home countries. Um, so, I mean, I think there are a lot of factors that that play into this, but 
but in the end, we still can't can figure it out. I mean, and in, you know, in Nevada, you have several theories. In Nevada, you have the unions mm-hmm. that are put that doing the get out the vote activities as well. And even there, you were talking about the presidential race two years ago, and how the turnout was low there yeah. as well. Yes, it was fifty five percent of of the of registered Latinos actually went out to vote. And we're talking about a presidential election when, um, you know, a, a, right, a, you, you have the, the biggest chunk in terms of voting participation. We see it in presidential elections. So 55% of all Latinos that are registered is, is, a, is a, you know, pretty low number. And then now this past November, uh, the midterm elections, we saw that number uh, dip down another 20%. So only, only 35% of eligible Latino voters went to the polls. We're talking with uh, Eli Valentin. He's a contributing columnist at Gotham Gazette, a, a frequent political analyst on television, including for Univision. Let me ask you, Eli, are we oversimplifying the equation here by by continuing to use this term, the Latino vote, as we would say the Asian vote or the black vote? I know anecdotally, when I speak to Puerto Ricans, many of them don't appreciate being lumped in with Dominicans. When I when I uh, talk with Cubans about politics, they certainly don't vote the same way that Mexicans do. There are so many different aspects of the Latino community as we're analyzing it. Is it is it foolish of the three of us to say, oh, the Latino vote when maybe there are many different subdivisions of it? Yeah, that's that's an excellent question um, and, and insight. Um, yeah, the, the Latino uh, it's the term Latino, right? It, it's uh, it's definitely not a a monolithic um, reality, uh, you know. And and th- there's a whole history behind the term, but essentially, uh, the idea really stems from um, I, I would say the hope and the wish of of those of Latin American backgrounds that are in the U.S. to 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 gain some type of of power and specifically political power, the Mexicans figured out we can't do it by ourselves. There's just not enough of us. Uh, so Puerto Ricans come along, right, at, on a national scale, and they were like, hey, why don't we, why don't we uh, join hands, if you will, and, and you know, let's, let's create this, this, this idea that although we come from different countries, uh, but, but here um, there is something that, that brings us together. Um, so I think there, there, there's definitely a, a political history behind the term, uh, but but in, in essence, yes, there's there's so much diversity, um, not only in terms of con- countries of origin, but by consequence, uh, there's diversity when it comes to ideology and 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 political uh, decisions, right? And 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 voting. I mean, yes, so absolutely, it's uh, it's definitely a complex issue. And- George Bush got, we said, forty uh, percent of, of the vote among among the uh, Latino vote, right? yeah. and, it's, and yeah. then you take you take that vote, Frank, and you take the, the black vote and take the Latino vote. Yes, with the Latinos, we talked today in New York about Dominicans. There's going to be more Dominicans than Puerto Ricans. They're going to increase that here in in Chicago. It's Mexican in Nevada. It's Mexican. So yes, hundred percent. And in New York, when you've got the Cubans, as you mentioned, and, and other countries as well, it really they come together on the ads a lot. But even within that. When you talk about Univision and so forth, you have to go back down deeper to radio, to, to weeklies and, and print, uh, and even the TV stations at times, and figure out what you're trying to speak to. You're trying to speak to Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and so forth. It's a whole different 
uh, different issues they care about and priority and so forth. Because you have to speak to the group, not just the ethnic coverage. I mean, within black vote, don't forget, too, the black vote's got the African-American vote and the Caribbean vote. Mm -hmm. And the Caribbean vote is more likely to vote Republican than the black vote. Interesting. Uh, that's uh, the voice of O.B. Murray, noted political consultant. We're joined on the phone by Eli Valentin. Uh, Eli, uh, you know, a lot of the people listening to this, they're less interested in uh, how different ethnic groups voted and more interested in results here. Now, uh, people may not believe this, given what we've watched for the last four years. But when Lori Lightfoot ran for mayor four years ago, she ran on an issue uh, on the crime issue. She ran as the candidate that was going to reduce crime. She was attacked by the far left because of her history as a prosecutor and because uh, of things that she'd done with the police task force. They were concerned that she was going to be too much of a hardliner. Meantime, Chicago is still a mess. Isn't the reason that she lost here, becoming the first Chicago mayor in four decades not to win a second term, isn't it all just a matter of the fact that she didn't do what she campaigned on four years ago? Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely the, the Valis vote uh, feels that she she did not do enough. But but interestingly enough, I think the, the progressives uh, feel she didn't do enough. But on the, the going to, in the other direction, right? And and I think what we're seeing in Chicago um, is what we're seeing in New York and 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 in other urban centers across the country. We're seeing a divide. Uh, a, a huge divide, and it's not a divide between Democrats and Republicans. Yes, that exists. It is even palpable. But we're also seeing a, a huge divide within the Democratic Party, uh, w- one that sees um, right a, uh, a, a a certain base that that leans more uh, toward you know the, the moderate. Uh, Right, moderate positions when it comes to public safety and other matters. And then you have the the, the progressives, and I would say really the, the far progressive left. That um, in, the, in the case of Chicago, they felt that Lifeo was just um, she needed to go in a completely different direction um, and not put as much money in, in, into the sh- Chicago Police Department um, and and to do other things. Right, it, it, and we're seeing that by the way in New York. We've seen it in the city at the state level. Um, and so, yes, it, I think she was a victim from both of those Democratic bases. I think Absolutely. You mentioned the Democratic Party, too. This is an open primary, I think, which is very important for people to know. So any party could vote yes. in, this, in, in this vote, which means you didn't just have progressives versus the moderate Democrats, which is what happens in New York. You have an open primary, mm-hmm. Frank, which is something you've talked about quite a bit where anybody comes in and votes. And if you look at it, the mayor got 17%, an incumbent mayor. 83% of the electorate that showed up that day was against her. That's a major number. And the progressives didn't get get what they wanted, but if they had gone that far, would it be lower than 17? Eli, let me end with this. Um, You know, all the seven candidates that didn't make it to the second round, including Mayor Lightfoot, including uh, Congressman Garcia, Willie Wilson, Jamal Green, everybody – where do their votes go with uh, with one, two, three, four, five, six black candidates all losing and one black candidate in the runoff? I would think that if we're talking ethnic politics here, a lot of the support of those black of those losing black candidates may go to Brandon Johnson in the runoff. How do you see it? 
Yeah, uh, I see it that way. I think uh, Brandon Johnson will solidify the black vote, which is uh, significant in Chicago. They, they're they almost a third of the entire electorate. Um, so uh, I, that, that base is really important. He has already solidified the progressive uh, vote. Um, and, and, I, and I see Chuy Garcia going his way and, and the Latino vote going his way. Um, so I think Brandon Johnson will be quite formidable in, in the runoff. Um, and, and, and this will be, uh, I think, largely because the black vote will really be consolidated. Now, the other thing, too, is Garcia had a lot of negative ads against him by Lightfoot. So there's no love lost there. And then Lightfoot, the question is, will she endorse in the race and would it be beneficial? Will it hurt? And those 17 percent, will they go, will even show up? That's 70 percent of the electorate that voted for her. Will they go somewhere she doesn't endorse? And if she endorses, will it hurt Johnson with other people, other voters? I mean, there's a lot of things to watch here, Frank. And we're going to be watching it. Uh, Eli, hopefully we'll speak again in the next five weeks before between now and the runoff. Thanks for staying on, up on air, Frank, us. on air or at, at, at the, a place we smoke cigars. Uh, uh, my preference is the latter. Eli. <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for staying up late for us. Thank you, Eli. Thanks so much. A pleasure. 